an ode to ancient books. Have you ever read The Da Vinci Code? I read it about a year ago. Um, I found it to be a fascinating story, but by the time I read it, it was fresh, but it was there. My decision. The decision that I had made in my heart to believe what the Bible says about who Jesus was, a.k.a. is. My spiritual belief system had gone from a vague, Christianish cat-and-mouse game to believing the Bible as the actual word of God, that there's one God and that this is his story of how he has and continues to interact with humans on earth. Somewhere along the way, God had made the shift in me, and reading the Da Vinci Code is what made me really see. I do believe in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I believe that this ancient book is holy, and... I definitely do not believe that Jesus had a kid with Mary Magdalene. I believe that scripture is God-breathed and that the mystery of who Jesus was and what he did on earth is mostly solved in the New Testament. The problem is most people haven't read the New Testament. Not really. They've heard bits and pieces, but that's not enough. Jesus was not just a guy. Jesus was not just a prophet. Jesus was God on earth holy and perfect, making a way for us, offering complete salvation and restoration to anyone willing to believe. And you either believe in the Bible or you don't. There really isn't any middle ground. And many Christians tend to just avoid answering that question in their minds, but essentially that simply means that you don't. I grew up in a church, and I'm so grateful for that. But it was more of a, this is what we do on Sundays and Wednesdays thing, and less of a, this is how we orient and live our entire lives thing. Like so, so, so many American Christians today. And to an extent, I think that that's dangerous. Because it leaves you with a very warped and double-sided view of the Bible and Christianity and, frankly, Jesus. And the enemy can have a heyday with warped or unstable belief systems. It's all well and good to go to church, but if you're not allowing the Bible to renew your mind on a daily basis, then you're probably not really talking to Jesus, and let me promise you that, far above anything religion has to offer, is the whole point. And I get it, because I understand that the Bible can just be a big question mark when you first pick it up. So much symbolism and interpretation and cultural barriers and things that rub up against us getting to just decide for ourselves what is good and what is evil. Yes, the Bible is offensive at points, and its shock value is high. It rubs up against our egos, that we would need to change, because God said so. But when you've experienced your ego at the very lowest place it can possibly be, that's where Jesus really gets to start talking. When you find yourself in a place where you can clearly see that even though you have tried an awful lot of things, You don't actually know how to get your act together. Then we accept the change, become ready and willing to do the work. The work becomes a daily joy because he loves us through it. After you've met Jesus, the real Jesus, then when you pick the Bible up, you see it with completely new eyes. The Bible is the most beautiful secret garden there is. Love and joy and peace and purpose and vision and purity, and family, and pain, and mistakes, and forgiveness, and do-overs, and final judgments. And it's a little hairy at times to walk through the dark spots, but if you can get yourself to the place where you trust in it, 
because you trust in Jesus, a whole new world opens up. Words you've heard a million times take on a whole new and different and holy meaning. When you start to see that the Bible is the most precious thing in your whole house, that's when you know it's really clicked. Because isn't it just like us to think that the most important story is the one happening in our own lives, but aren't we just a blip on the map? Even if I accomplish great and wonderful things in my lifetime, where does that story fit in to the history of Earth? Within its pages, the Bible shows me where I fit and belong, why I was created. It's not all random, quite the contrary. It's all a part of the plan. The Bible is a story about Jesus from cover to cover, and it says that when the story ends, Jesus wins as the King of Kings. Above King David and above King George the first and the second and the 35th and above Alexander the Great and above George Washington and really far above Donald Trump and Joe Biden. When the story of earth is told, it will be Jesus's name that is above every other name. Why? Did he rule a nation? Did he make a fortune? Did he have the most Instagram followers? No, he was simply perfect. He was humble. He loved. He stood up for truth. He poured out. He made the ultimate sacrifice. Our example. He showed us how not to take power and wealth and importance for ourselves, but to trust whatever God's plan is as we love him and our neighbors and pour out over the hurting and broken of the world. He showed us how to be utterly unconcerned about getting our own needs met and allowing God to meet them as we go about our business meeting the needs of others. Talk about countercultural. But the thing is, we can try and try and try to act like Jesus, but all the trying in the world will only leave you weary. So what's the answer? I was struggling with anxiety and just being stuck inside my own head one day and praying and God gave me a vision of being baptized and my body was almost fully submerged but there was something inside of me splashing and fighting back against the immersion with everything it had and then I could so clearly see. The person holding me back was me. Sometimes, or all the time, the ego doesn't want to go fully under, and it's holding on for dear life to self and the idea that Joanna is great without a God. And Jesus said, we can stay here a while longer if you want, but yeah, it's exhausting. I'm like sore from hanging on so tight, and if you're up for it, you can just dive run under and be free. I said, how? He said, read your Bible. Read your Bible out loud. Read your Bible with your family. Put your trust in it. Go focus on being a bright light. Let me help you do the work of becoming. Stop shutting me out. And I cried and worshipped and dove under head first and lived, swimming deeper down into the beautiful underwater secret garden. Sometimes I find myself at the surface gasping for air and Jesus gently reminds me that I have gills now. I can breathe underwater. And back down I go. Show me the way. Let's go deeper this time. And as I let him in and as I praise him, he crushes the things in me that don't belong to him, like shame and guilt and fear and anger and bitterness. And he begins to mash it all up into bits that seem to simply float away. 
and I no longer carry their weight and I have been released by surrender. And now I remember who I am and why I'm here to tell my story of how Jesus saved my life. I have been living so afraid of going to the other side of the pain, running from it instead of standing at the entrance of the deep dark cave with a sling and a stone. What if anxiety and depression are nothing but a dark foe Jesus can easily slay? And all I have to bring to the table is my faith. Easier said than done. But it still requires my participation, and unfortunately, I'm a good procrastinator. Still working on that one. But entering into it is the only way to come out on the other side. It's a truth encounter, not a power encounter. David came against Goliath not with the amazing things he had to bring to the table, but with the truth of who his God was. No more running away from God. I'm only running towards him. I'm only letting go. The Bible offers us a very different way to live. It's repentant. It's dependent. It's filled with worship. It's a whole new way to be human. Because the Old Testament is the proof. On our own, humans will continue to fail. So God offers us a whole new way. Jesus. Jesus is the doorway. And sometimes we accept him, but we loiter at the entrance. And the only way Jesus gets us to step out into further pasture is through pain. And the hope of pain is a temporary condition God never meant for earth to offer. The Bible tells the story of earth. Choosing to believe in that story is my greatest life advice. Anything I personally have to offer you is garbage in comparison. And yet, here I am, loved and chosen and unique and significant. That was always true, but I haven't always believed that. In fact, I spent many years believing I was unloved and unlovable because I had relied on my own efforts and on the people around me to find my worth and significance. And I always came up short. But the Bible tells me a different story. God is here and available if you are willing to surrender. And old Joanna wasn't really interested. Not really. But the Joanna that finally broke with the hard times of life said yes. And I'm so freaking happy she did. Because it's led me to the most wonderful place. A place where my worth and significance are found in Jesus and his love for me. I don't have to look anywhere else. My heart is satisfied in him. So then everything else good in my life is simply a cherry on top. The biggest, most beautiful, most delicious cherry. Because God's been good to me. And now he's asking me to spread that goodness around. Through any trial. Under any circumstance. To everyone. But let's not forget the Bible is filled with pain. The human condition does not escape pain and suffering. And I don't know if I can say I've had my fair share, but I do know what deep pain looks like. God didn't do it, but he's allowed it. Now what? Curse God and numb the pain? Or believe that he is still for you and give him praise anyway? With some Bible in my heart, I've been able to hold on to the latter rather than to succumb to the former and find a way to still believe that he is good through some really dark moments. And let me tell you, I've come out on the other side, and it's good to be here. And I still have my moments, but I am healed and whole. 
Jesus slayed all my dragons. Wonders are still what he does today in 2022. I'm no longer afraid. I am free. I'm still picking up the pieces. The wreckage is still an obstacle. But with every less of me and more of him prayer I pray, I know that Joanna 2.0 is breathing in life. And that's what my heart is really after. His life through me. The gospel of Joanna. By believing in the Father's story of creation and his offer in Jesus Christ and then cooperating with the Holy Spirit. It's a wild ride. Buckle up. But joy and peace come alongside you. Wisdom and forgiveness are a daily constant. Love and truth guide your path. Just... Don't be surprised when miracles start to occur. Stay ready.